Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. It feels so good to unzip my gimp mask. <laughs> Me too. I know, but can I tell you, you look much better in a gimp mask than I do. I very. That's not the first time someone said that to me. Well, I also. I'll just leave so, it at that. <laughs> I don't know if it was harder for you. See, I had I was wearing a gimp mask as well, but I also had a bat cowl over the gimp mask. I was doing what uh, in acting circles is referred to as dual mask acting. You know, I, I saw that and I'll, I'll be honest, aesthetically, super, super appealing. I, um, I'm only at my first tier mask acting class. Sure, I'm actually a sure. bit behind you on, on this. Um, so I am, I'm actually pretty impressed that you're able to do level of mask sure. acting. Um, for me, I'm, I'm still just trying to get the basics down. I'm sure still trying to feel that cotton mouth and actually feel you know get that that feel in there and then sure. you've got to understand what the disclose oral feel feels like i just i, I yeah. just can't get it yet well see i i like to like that was a character that i've been working on mm-hmm. um he's like i, a I could tell i could tell he's a gimp on the inside but he's a hero on the outside which is like right. the dichotomy of that you know, like really feeling crippled and bound on the inside, but really yeah. feeling powerful and strong on the outside. Um, I think yeah. it's just a really Man. great representation of the ayahuasca method, if you will. That's, that's really what I appreciate, the beauty about mask acting. It's just a right. skill that not a lot of people have mastered. And I know that we're talking about it. Mean, everybody's talking about it I nowadays. Mean, and we're, it's, it's and we're a real hot topic. Acting. Friend, right. but you know i right. think I'm, I'm excited to actually dive into movies where you know top level actors are mask acting oh mask for sure <laughs> they're masking that is correct trademark masked. high five podcast you heard it right here masking uh, so easy to say yeah jay i'm gonna be honest so ever since i was a little kid uh i've been obsessed with the concept of masks in movies right like like i dig not being able to a either recognize an actor because they're like hidden or b i really like the idea of like an actor transforming 
And I feel like masks have really done that. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Can, can I ask, are we done with the bit? Okay. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, am I, still to the side. am I still pretending that mask acting is a thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because now it really is a thing. Done. Trademarked. I think that's how that works. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I don't know. There's something, I mean, even nowadays, I, uh, one of the things that I appreciated the most about the, the Mandalorian show, uh, and I oh, know yeah. we're talking about movies today, but like the Mandalorian show, I kept telling Amanda every time we watched it, I was like, I hope he doesn't take his helmet off this episode. And the, the fact that they saved it for the very end, the main character of a show had a mask on the entire time I thought was just brilliant. I loved it. Right. I loved the way. And now remind me, you still don't see him. No, no, you see him at the end because he takes it off because he thinks he's going to, he takes it off because he thinks he's going to die. But But I don't remember seeing his face. You do. You do because it becomes a thing, but then uh, it's IG 99 or whatever. And he's like, you haven't shown your face to a human. You can still be a, a yeah, I remember him. I remember him taking it off, but I thought you just saw the back of his head. I don't think you. I don't remember seeing Pedro Pascal. I could have sworn that I did, but maybe I was just imagining his beautiful face. Hey, everybody who's listening to this episode, ring in. Let us know. Tweet at us. Do you see Pedro Pascal at the end of The Mandalorian? Because I genuinely can't remember. I'm going to look it up because I genuinely think you do. Okay. (laughs) After this episode, I'm going to look it up. Perfect. Now, I will say that that is a great example. I mean, I know you said that we're talking about movies, and we are, but... Ultimately, it isn't it crazy how much a character can emote just through like body language and yes. like stance without any sort of I mean cuz you have zero facial expression to read from. <laughs> right. You know what I yeah. mean? You're just looking at a silver helmet in the case of the Mandalorian, but you could feel like and that is that is a uh, hats off to Pedro Pascal as of a course. performance. It's a hats off to the myriad of amazing directors that they had on the show mm-hmm. that like frame it and give you the music to help build emotion mm-hmm. and tension. But the fact that you could actually care for a character that you don't see his face right. is mind blowing. Well, and it's written so well. Let's not forget like the fact that the dialogue that he delivers is so sparse, but so like directly relevant and so good that it, that it helps establish that character. I mean, well, you had mentioned, um, you know, the, an entire performance through like body, body performance. Did, sure. Did you ever get back to and see the movie Frank with Michael Fassbender? Uh, Frank. Oh, about uh, Frank. Uh, God, a musician the... in Texas. Yeah. Who wears the yeah. paper mache head? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay, so and then there's a documentary about him and a movie yeah. and like the Fastbender movie like about Frank him. It's like Frank Long Longbottom or something like that. Or I actually think that's right. I think is you're that right. right? On yeah. That. Either that or that's Neville's uh, parents. <laughs> um, old Neville Longbottom. Frank. Old and Neville. Susan Frank Longbottom. And- <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that, Michael Fastbender is a ama- like that movie is kind of hit or miss for me. I think the documentary sure. is incredibly intriguing, sure. but. Fastbender is so good. Legit wears the mask. I think the whole movie. That's when he I don't does. remember if he ever takes it off. But I will say this, that and not to keep taking it back to the Mandalorian, but 
at least with the Frank Longbottom mask, if that is it, uh, yeah. you get facial features, like True, somewhat human facial features. Features on the face, yeah. Right. But with the Mandalorian, and I'm going to tell you, and I wonder if you will understand what I mean when I say this. When I watched the Mandalorian, there were, uh, do you remember the scene where he's getting his ass kicked by like trying to get on top of the Jawa sand crawler? And he's just yes. like, he's failing like miserably. Yes. I, it's almost as if there were like doodled in eyebrows and like a face on his mask because I could feel like the right. frustration and irritation. So it, <laughs> yes. it's like, like if you've seen those little YouTube cartoons where they go in and they draw like arms and legs on geese, <laughs> yes. that's what it felt like. But I was doing it mentally in my head while watching the silver helmet. It was like a face would appear on it and be like, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> but again, that's a credit to how it's filmed because a movie like Deadpool has the benefit of them animating, you know, the oh, expressions sure. into the mask, you know? Right. Can I ask In you, Spider as a huge Spider-Man has fan, that. Do you like Spider-Man? I do, honestly. I mean, I, I know it's it's, kinda, it, it is in the comics. Yeah. That's why I like it, because I think the expressiveness of that character, especially Deadpool, is what I'm attracted to in that sure. character. And so, yes, I'm totally fine with it. Um, I think they go a little crazy with it, or they started to in some of the Spider-Man movies. But I like uh, the where they landed with Tom Holland Spider Man, where it just kind of like it'll do the angry eyes, but it's just right. kind of like metallic flaps, and that right. makes sense. Now my question is: in that, in in with the Tom Holland Spider Man, is it is is it supposed to be like the inside of the mask? Since it's Stark Tech, is like recognizing his facial expression? Like, how does the costume? That's something I've always wondered about. How does the costume <laughs> know to like give the appropriate facial? reaction i my theory my guess is what you said is that it somehow feels when eyebrows and stuff move <laughs> like so it just like matches like peter parker is inside the suit making a similar face and so the suit yeah. is just like recreating it on the outside it's, it's like what we do with animatronics you know when you put a big bear head on somebody and they go out and perform at chuck e cheese there's little mechanics on there so sure. when he's talking and moving his things the, eyes. the mouth is talking to me yeah now I did have I a question. Know. I did have That's a question about this too. You ready? So like the metal spider suit, we're just gonna go down this rabbit hole. The metal spider suit, right? It doesn't like it's still a metal shell on his head, correct? It is not a like the iron spider. It is not like yeah. a soft fabric overlay. That but is I'm my pretty understanding. But I'm pretty sure his jaw and stuff still moves when he talks. Well, I th yeah, yes. So my question no is, what are the scientific <laughs> real realism properties of the Spider-Man suit? Well, this is a good time to announce that I'm taking over um, the Nerdist uh, because science or whatever. And here's Perfect. I'm going to explain it. So, so the science mechanisms of the engineering grid on the plats that make the, the functionals plating. Uh-huh. Yes. That. Oh, got it. God, yeah. I'm so glad you're no, here, Jay. I think it's similar to how the Iron Man suit works. Like, Tony Stark's still talking in that Iron Man suit. Sure. And it's, like, around his face. I just think – I think he's got room in there or the little the plates move because they can go – Got it. Face. 
can I ask you something too? And this is like outside Please, of this. Keep, yeah, keep going. This, welcome to Q Interviews, Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Parentheses about uh, things he doesn't know. <laughs> on the topic of uh, movie masks and acting in a mask, have you ever had the chance? Because I work for a company that builds mascots, right? Right. Um, have you ever had the chance to be inside a costume that completely obscures your face and you get to like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there is something that is very inherently freeing about being hidden from view, but oh, still yeah. being able to like act and be wild and crazy. Um, have you ever gotten to have that experience? I have, uh, I mean, well, one, you know this uh, more than anybody else, but like Halloween is my favorite yes. holiday. And that's a lot of it is being able to dress up, being able to, you know, put on masks or become characters or act like different people. You know, there were years when I would have a full on like Darth Vader suit. So my head was completely enclosed in that. Um, but in high school, in high school, I haven't thought about this in a while. One of my buddies was the mascot. So he oh, was nice. the, he dressed he dressed sure. in the lion head at the games. I was on the football team, so that was never an option. But he was our mascot. But he had keys to the mascot like storage area. So I of course have put put that on and run around the hallways. Um, in college, what I would do though, and I think I've told you this. This you know is the story I think I was <laughs> okay, hoping okay. to get out of you. Okay, good. Because in college, what I would do is I had a werewolf mask. Uh -huh. And I just, I loved this werewolf mask because it was so, it was one of those that like the mouth was open, like blood and skin hanging off of it. It was just like, just terrible. Just the worst kind of mask that you would buy in a, in a tent in a mall parking lot. The best party um, city mask money could buy. Or, well, no, no. It was a closed party city that was now a Halloween oh, sure. spirit. <laughs> That's God. where I got it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, so I wear this werewolf mask and I, it, okay, it started off innocent where I would just go around and like, like knock on people's doors and boo and scare them and run away. Um, but it eventually morphed into me walking around nude with the mask on and I would have my guitar with me and it'd be about two in the morning and I would just stand outside of people's doorways and play the Halloween theme song on my guitar until they open the door just and then they would open the door and it would just be me in a hello in a, a terrifying werewolf mask naked playing a guitar and it's either they would scream or i would and i would just run away that's one of my favorite things ever and also <laughs> potentially tentatively this the sequel to creep one and two <laughs> yes and it wasn't a matter of like flashing because I had the guitar. Like I wasn't right. just doing it to expose. I wasn't technically exposed, but I was exposed too much. It was it was enough. Like I said, you've seen creep the creep movies. Uh, this is basically your peach fuzz moment. You know, like you <laughs> yes, like yes, peach fuzz indeed. This is it. This <laughs> in more ways than one. Peach fuzz the movie. Um, but now taking it back to a more like appropriate topic for this though, yes sure that one was pretty of the appropriate. things that i agree one of the things that i do know about wearing masks is that they are terribly stifling yes and so like i know we we watch movies with people wearing masks or there's like you know 
horror movies across the gamut have people in scream masks and hockey masks and uh, William Shatner masks and, and whatnot. But man, filming in those things has to be terrible. Has to be I, terrible. I would agree. I remember I watched a, and I know this isn't, I, I sometimes consider full prosthetic makeup to be almost a mask. I will say, mask -like. since we're, yes, mask -like. since we're, since we're getting close to needing to start our list here, I will say that I didn't, I eliminated makeup from, Me too. from Me the too. mask scenario. It, it has to be a wearable mask, something that could be recreated and worn by multiple people. Correct. Um, that being said, I do have one little foreshadowing. I do have one that rides the line of both potentially. Um, wait, wait. So do I. Okay, so it, maybe I don't think it. I don't know if it's the one that you think it is, but maybe it is. Maybe I'll be surprised because there I'm is one be... that I feel like is more likely to be on your list than on my list, um, and I think that may be the one that you're referring okay. to. Uh, this is very vague. This is great for the listeners. I know people really love it, and for the Patreon, they get to watch us do this at each other, just visually, like just making talking to each other, being uh, very vague. Uh, so that we'll being see. Said, We're gonna get to it fast because it's my number five. That being said, I uh, I will say that I watched a documentary uh, of like a little clip the other day on Facebook. Uh, from the 89 Batman release and they were talking about the makeup work with the Joker uh, mm -hmm. with Jack oh, Nicholson man. and one of the things that kept coming back uh, in in them their discussion was the fact that you have an actor like Jack Nicholson and the last thing you want to do is bury him right. in prosthetics and I feel like that same thing kind of translates to um to mask masks in movies is like sometimes there's that fear that like it still needs to be recognizable as this famous hollywood actor right and so i love it 10 times more when it's not like you said like when you got the frank uh mm -hmm. with michael fassbender he's a huge hollywood star and gorgeous and it it, that has nothing to do with the performance. You know what I mean? And it's, like, and it's such a good performance. Like, again, I, I, I hesitate to, to recommend the movie because the movie's fine. It's fine. Dom Gleason's very good in it. Uh, Fassbender is great. Capital G, great in it. But yeah. other than that, it's kind of like you could – I would watch it for him and nothing else. Sure. Um, so I will be very interested as we progress into our list to see – the types of performances that people are giving and whether yeah. or not we're listing movies that have big stars or people who were relegated because there are people out there that are like mask actors. Like yeah. all they do, they're like the Andy circus of masks. <laughs> like all they do <laughs> is work behind a mask. So I'm just curious right. if, if we're going to hit on some of those famous masks or if we're going to have a balance of both in mind, you know, I, I was same. So the, the criteria, do you want me to go into criteria before we do the yeah, list? Intro? I think we should. I think that'll be a perfect okay. segue. Great. So what I focused on is like you said, I kind of took the same approach of, I took out things that were makeup, but except for one that sort of rides the line. Um, but then I also tried to focus on ones where the mask was a central part of 
the character or the movie or the experience. So let me give you an example of one that I personally eliminated and why. But like the, you know, the Hannibal Lecter mask, you know, the one that he wears? Oh, yeah. Yep. Super cool character movie mask. Super great. But that image, while representative of that movie, the mask isn't central to that movie or that character. You know what I mean? Yes. So that, for me, like cool movie mask, but that's not going to be on my list of top five. Like I tried to focus on ones where the mask was either central to the plot of the movie or an established part of that character for reasons either story-driven or character-driven. 100% of where I landed. My my list is absolutely comprised of masks that were central to either the plot of the film or – uh, they were absolute character traits. Like that character yeah. is not that character without X. Same, same. Oh, uh, I'm excited because I have a mixture I, of both of what you were talking about. Like I, am I have too. a mixture where the mask is the thing. And then I have a like, and, and who cares who's behind it? You know, kind of a, you yeah. know, a, a behind the mask, uh, the rise of, of the Vernon. Leslie Vernon. Uh, I love that movie. By the way, I watched that. that I'm going to guess that's not on your list. It's uh, not, but it's still it wasn't really on good. my last either. The mask, the mask is fun, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, it was the guy who played Leslie Vernon that for me, that is that character. Like the mask only came on at certain moments. Well, the movie to me is like the, it's the movie, like this, the way they filmed it, the way they did the story of like a documentary style serial killer. Oh, yes. just, and man, I will say was- I, uh, Haley and I just watched that movie the other day. Uh, I've seen it multiple times. She had never seen it. She loved it. Thought it was great. So I, good. I high recommend to everybody go watch Agreed. it. It's a very like it's. I think it's streaming on Shutter, which is where it I is. watched it. That's where that's where I watched it. It's an awesome movie. It's a little like zero budget indie film, uh, right? But it's like super quality. And did you hear the new news about the writer of that movie? Uh uh-uh. uh no. Uh, and the director of um of uh, uh, shit what's the tucker and dale versus evil i did read that they're doing a movie doing, together uh, called yes. the hills have eyes for have you eyes for you yes i did see that i'm very and excited about that same and it's gonna be a netflix film but it's yep. the writer of leslie vernon or the rise of leslie vernon and the director of tucker and dale versus evil which is one of the most awesome horror comedies oh, like i can't ever. recommend it enough I can't recommend, I recommend that movie to someone every year around Same. Halloween. And now we're recommending it to our entire Everybody, yeah. Now, oh. I think that we've covered the bases. We've talked about what a mask is. We've talked about how they use it. We talk about uh, our criteria for what makes the list. So I think there's nothing less to do than put on our listing masks and list. This is where we make a list. A list. List. So I know you said that the one that we were uh, like very uh, what did you vaguely referencing very vaguely referencing um, was my number five. I think I can guess what it is. Can I guess it? I, I love it when you guess. I, I do. I will say list? though. I I will say I think. There are some omissions on my list that will surprise you, but if you can guess number five, the one I've been vaguely referencing, I, I uh, is your head kudos. gonna explode? 
maybe not explode. You know me pretty well, but or is it gonna is it gonna cave in like the witch masks, like the clover masks from Halloween Three? Yep, your head is just gonna burst into bugs. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh man, maybe that mask should have been on my list. (laughs) (laughs) That witch and the mummy and the what is it? It's a witch and a mummy and a a pumpkin. A pumpkin. The pumpkin is the one that's the grossest because that's the one the bugs come out of on that kid. Yeah, that kid like implodes. Yeah. <laughs> say what you will about that movie but that kid dies hard and not a For lot sure. of kids die that hard in movies but that is an aggressive child death <laughs> yeah just say what you will about that movie as a whole that one that was hard all right so my guess for okay. jay your number five to kick our list off my guess for your number five is bruiser no it's not do you know what movie i'm talking about no jason fleming it's a george romero movie uh it's about a guy who wakes up with his face has become a mask and it's just an all white face with pinhole eyes i remember that movie i didn't remember it was called bruiser no that's not it uh he it's a good guess though man especially it's a good guess for me I think his name is Henry. Maybe the movie's called Henry. No, it's called Bruiser. I think. No, Hen- Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer or something else. That's no, that's totally different. No, 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 no. I think, I think his name in the movie is Henry. But that's oh, a crazy movie, dude. That, that came up while combing through to making this list. Because I, he, I'll be honest, his face I, becomes a mask. The movie is actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I remember seeing it weird. in college. Um, but no, that's not my number five. My number five is a movie that honestly, the it's just a nostalgia love for me. I cannot not love this movie. I've loved it since I was a kid. And the mask is a huge part of the movie, mainly because it's the title. Oh, it's, it's the, mask. the Loki mask. The Loki mask, Jim Carrey from The Mask. Oh, that's awesome. Because uh, why, this is the why one I was did talking you about. defend it with, uh, I, I've just it's 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 nostalgia that's an awesome movie it's, it's a great a, i mean funny i love it it is so good it is one i've always loved i've gotten slack before for for liking it uh but i like not from kevin me, pollitt cameron friend. diaz uh jim carrey all at the top of their game but that's the one i was telling you was a little kind of on the line because yes it's a mask that he puts on but the actual physicality of it is makeup on jim carrey's face sure so that's the one that sort of skirts the line a bit for me. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, just the mask, it was one of those where there was a time growing up, you know, I've been through my Adam Sandler phases with, you know, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and all those. Uh, you know that I've been through uh, my Jim Carrey phases as you did as well. You know, oh, we debated about Ace Ventura's and um, I love me some Dumb and Dumbers and the of mask. Of course, how could you not? Just, it's just I was growing up at that time, and it was just the perfect fit. And the mask was so funny. It still to this day is very funny. And Jim Carrey's performance elevates it to a level that is funnier than it needs to be. And honestly, I know that the comic that it's adapted from is way more violent. But for me, the movie was exactly what it needed to be. And, oh, I agree. and I just I don't know. Now you get into the sequel territory with with that franchise. It's Abysmal. Oh, Son of the Mask is horrible. Jamie Kennedy, oh, what oh, were you thinking? I mean, oh, I, I don't know. But man, that first <laughs> one, that Jim Carrey one, just, yeah, I love it. I, I love that. Five, I think Loki the, Mask, the Loki Mask. 
that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. I, I like that choice there. Uh, it is not my number five though. Oh, uh, I was hoping we'd share. We, I was hoping no. we'd share our vague ones, but no. Not that that, uh, that I'm so surprised that it wasn't. I really thought it was going to be Bruiser. You tend to go towards more like highbrow kind of like art house weird films and so i i really had that when i didn't put it on my list i was like i bet this one's gonna be on i um you know for this one i i ended up picking criteria that were just like you're pretty like mainstream kind of kind of yeah this one's kind of more mainstream than i'm used to i will say that i limited i limited myself and this is foreshadowing to two of one genre of mask I limited myself to one of a genre of masks. That's amazing that you could do that. But I will say number five kicks off one of my two of this genre. Uh, My number five is the Scream mask from Scream. Oh, I'm so – okay. It's not on my list, but I I was so hurt that I had to kill my darlings. I'm so glad that's on your list. Yes, and it absolutely is. That's the genre I only have one from. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, Scream for me is in its original Scream 1 and 2. 3 went off the rails. 4 was pretty good. And now I'm very excited about 5. Yeah, we're supposed to get some information here soon about it. I just was reading stuff you? Did you read about the directors? Who's doing it? Yes. Uh, Remind me. it's the guys from Radio Silence that did uh, Hide and Seek. That's right. Which That's was right. amazing. Have you seen Hide and Seek? Yeah, it's With, on H- it, HBO Max. It's, a, it's it, saved on our queue for HBO Max. Oh, no, Max. no, not Hide and Seek. Ready or Ready not. Ready or not. Yeah, yes. Ready or Not. Uh, nothing but amazing things for that movie. That movie kicks so much ass. Uh, <laughs> that, that, being, that being said, uh, Scre- the Scream Mask is maybe one of the – uh, most iconic there are yeah. uh there are a level that is achieved in horror movie mask iconography yes that once you reach that level it permeates beyond just the movie and it is instantly recognizable across right. any media like a, an animated cartoon could put on that mask and you're like yeah. huh, that's the scream mask from scream like the th- and and let me i'll re- I'll reference another one and this, but like, like the iconography of the horror genre when it comes to masks is unrivaled. Like that's the hardest, in my opinion, genre to talk about when you talk about masks, because like you'll have something like the Jason mask, which is a hockey mask. And it was from a sport. It was taken by a movie and now it is more recognizable from the movie than it is in the sport. So when in the sport, people wear a hockey mask or a goalie mask, they're like, hey, hey, that's the Jason thing. It's no longer associated with the sport. Exactly. That's huge. That's monumental. And so the scream mask was, for me, one of the most iconic. It permeated the years that I grew up in. That the scream mask ruled the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, it was in, you know, scary movie lampooned it and had like a tongue hanging out of the side of it. They did like a high version of the mask. And right. You saw the mask popping up in like pop culture television shows and just, well, there's a, uh, there's it. a rapper named Ghostface Killer. I don't know if he's named after that mask or the mask is named after him. But, Either uh, way, um, 
but the mask was something very, very special and something so yeah. simple. Um, and the face is crazy. You see this like elongated white face and you instantly know this is a scream something that we're getting. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was one of the ones that like really struck, stuck with me. Not only that, but you could buy the scream mask at like every store imaginable. So you instantly could play the, the killer. Well, I don't know if that was intended by Wes Graven when he was creating it. Like not a lot of, at least thinking back to his older stuff was like merchandisable horror. You know what I mean? But Scream definitely had that aspect. And there was a part of choosing that design or choosing that mask that allowed for that. Because before, horror masks were more lo-fi. It was, oh, for you sure. Know, oh, there's a guy in a burlap sack or there's a guy in, you know, a mask that's just white or a hockey mask. Exactly. Here's a William Shatner mask. Let's paint it white. Now there it is. Exactly. It was more lo-fi or it was just like a clown mask or whatever it was. This was like a mask. It was like purposeful. Someone purposefully dressed up in this costume to do these sadistic murders. Murders. And then since then, it's been repeated. You know, you've got your you've got your urban legends, and you, you even up to this yep. day in your um, what's that? Happy Death Day. Happy yep. Death Day has the kind of the creepy someone's wearing a mask. It's a baby, um, a weird baby. It's a head, ba- weird weird baby head. Valentine. But yeah, did I it. mean, oh, that's right. <laughs> my bloody Valentine it. also did it. My yeah, because that was a miner's mask. But again, lo-fi. Mask. I mean, my bloody Valentine's yeah. from the 80s, 70s. So it was you know pull down lo-fi it was found object mask um and so i do appreciate that that about the screen mask is that it reached iconography level by being a pure design and not a found object design right and it's sure. up there above a lot of those other ones like my bloody valentine pumpkin head right. some of those somebody sat down and it. designed this mask to be a killer's mask you know what i mean and it's it's such a great balance of it's terrifyingly creepy but it's not like grotesque or no mean in any way it's just oblong and freaky it's it's the it's i mean ghost face is is awesome and also you get the like weird black robes to go along with it it's such a weird like it's got a hood on it it's such a weird (laughs) like design but it's but it's awesome so that's why it's my number five it is it is awesome so if that choice. shows you that that's my number five my list is only like <sighs> going up from here see that and that's why i struggled with this is because when we pitched this topic i was like oh mass you know we're all wearing coronavirus masks or whatever or you should be you should be you should yeah. be high five highly endorses wearing a mask put yeah. your fucking mask on people it's, it's not it's that respect difficult. at this point it's respect Jesus. anyways but that's <laughs> when we pitched it, I was like, oh, masks will be a lot of horror. But then I really dove into it and I was like, man, there's more to icon- iconic masks than horror. And actually, I'll segue into my number oh, four if you definitely. want. Definitely. Because my number four, and this will tell you the quality of my list, is my number four is the V for Vendetta mask, the Guy Fox mask. Okay. Mm, yeah. Now, Obviously, you know, that one started in the comic edition of it. Sure. But I will, I will say that the way the movie did it, there's something so visibly representative and noticeable and recognizable 
and to me, iconic about that mask. It's one of those where if you see it now, you think about that movie, that story, and that. Well, you also message. think about it's been adopted by Anonymous. Yes. So now. And then used again in uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like, but. And, but Mr. Robot was taking it from Anonymous. You know, you've Anonymous. got that like computer hacker yeah. that pops up and he's wearing the Guy Fox mask. Um, yeah, V for so, Vendetta. That's a solid. So for me, I, I love V for Vendetta. You know, I think it's it's not directed by the Wachowskis, but it's produced, no, I believe. It is. It's directed but, by the guy who did um, uh, Ninja Assassin. What the fuck is his name? Which which I'm still on the fence on. I've watched Ninja Assassin and I can't fine. decide if I like it. Had it. Some, it had some cool, like really cool action scenes. Yes. Yes. That whole, the whole like chain whip <laughs> oh. thing is yeah. knife and, and he chains. Brought that, you know, he brought that to V for Vendetta, which, and oh, this actually, I wanted to reference something that you mentioned earlier and I'm blanking on the guy's name too, but the guy who does the voice for v. Oh, Hugo oh, Weaving. Movie. Thank you. He's like a mask actor, in my opinion. He also has a great face for movies, but he he's is the like, Red you know, Skull. Like a, he's the Red Skull, um, Megatron in the in most yeah. of the Transformers movie. Um, v for Vendetta guy. He's kind of a mask actor. He is he has Agent Smith from voice. The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. He's just wearing his regular face in that one. He is somehow uh, not related to Samara Weaving, who is the star of Ready or Not. Yeah, even though it. they're even though they're both from Australia, and they're both last named Weaving, and he's not like her dad or something. <laughs> I think he is. He just hasn't admitted it yet. <laughs> I I can't tell you how many times I have Google searched that. Is Hugo Weaving <laughs> Samara Weaving's dad? And it's like no. And then like three <laughs> months later, like, still like, no. <laughs> that's what I'm like. Three months later, I'm like. No, seriously. Is Hugo <laughs> Weaving related to Samara Weaving? No? Still? They're still not related? They haven't figured out that they're, like, long-lost, like, brother and sister or something? The next thing you type in is, like, stop fucking with me, Google. Is Samara Weaving related? She has to be. You know, you don't yeah. even finish arguing with Google at this point. And then that's usually followed up by, dear Google, our... Bill Paxton Dear and Bill Dr Pullman, the same person. <laughs> and it comes back, yes. And you're like, ah, I knew it. Now tell me about Samara Weaving and Hugo Weaving. <laughs> and Haley's like, why are you yelling? And you're like, I'm, I'm getting mad at Google. Google's talking with me about Samara Weaving again. Google's being a real asshole right now. <laughs> it won't tell me the truth. Uh, uh, but anyway, getting back to your movie. Yes. The, yes. the Guy Fox mask. It is very iconic. And once again, a very simple design. I mean, it's a, a white face. Yeah. It's kind of the old school theatrical mask mm -hmm. look. And then it's just got this like fun pencil mustache. Um, kind of like a, it's almost like Salvador Dali. If he was a, a Salvador Dali, if he was a little bit more rebellious. <laughs> yes. Is that he just needs to, he needs it to go all the way up. It's like, <laughs> and then like, Actually, he had that. Yeah. That actually is what he did have. So never mind. It, it's just, it's not a Guy Fox mask. It's a Salvador Dali mask. <laughs> I love that. I we love will that. lead a revolution and melt the clocks. <laughs> remember, remember. That That's fucked it. up elephant. <laughs> that yeah. I drew. That was good. Uh, uh, so that's solid, man. That's a good number yeah. four. Now, I, I will so. say you'll recognize my number four 
for Not like better. instantly because it was your number five. <laughs> My number four is, is the, Loki the mask. mask. Is the Loki oh. mask from, from Jim Carrey's The Mask. Now, here's the deal. For me, I can't tell you how many times as a kid I sat in my room and daydreamed about finding the Loki mask. The Loki mask. Oh, my God. I was putting bark up to my face yeah. almost every day. I was like, if I could just, like, find this mask, I would instantly put it on and there'd be no looking back. You know no, what I mean? No. Like, whatever came from this is what it is. If I'm some, like, crazy giant hulking murderer like the dude at the end of the movie who puts on the mask, fine. If I am like a slapstick cartoon character like Jim Carrey, Great. fine. Even, if I turn into a dog like his dog, fine. Matt. Like, yeah, Max, I will. I mean. I, whatever the whatever the mask brings me, I'm fine with it, um, as long as I don't end up to be Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that I can't be the son of the mask. I will no, be no, anything no, no, else. No, no. no. Um, is this the one no. that you were talking about though that's like on the line because i yes. mean again yes. and it is. there's makeup involved there's animation involved and there's and the, a mask involved and the 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 predominant mask in the movie is the makeup that is on jim carrey yeah the the actual loki wooden mask is only seen a handful of times in the movie anytime right before he puts it on but or it the, is, the noise and he's taking right. it off but it is the crux of, I mean, it's of, the plot of the movie is that this exactly, mask is found. That was why I, that was the justification I used to basically say, yes, I know in the movie functionally it's makeup, but the movie plot is that it's a mask. So, and yeah, uh, just like uh, if I'm just throwing it out there, Jay, if you ever want to get me like the most amazing Christmas and or birthday present ever, they make there are amazing prop replicas of this mask. I want that for my movie theater. I'm just I'm putting it Good out there. Know. If if Good a fan know. wants to get it for me and send it to me, please do. I will wear the mask. Fine. I'll tell you what. I'll sweeten the pot. If somebody sends us the mat, a recreation of the mask, doesn't even have to be the original one. Just a a quality recreation. Jay and I will frame by frame recreate the movie The Mask in the most lo-fi techno technology yeah. way possible. Like we we'll will it. scene for scene, we will be all characters, Jay and I. I will be Kevin Pollock and, and Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> yes. Thank yes, yes. Yes. I will be Jim Carrey and the dog. Thank you. And the bad guy. Yes. And the bad um, guy. Um but no, for real like that would be awesome. I may do that anyway. We maybe should yeah. do that. We should maybe like think about putting out some sort of like lo-fi zoom only recreations of like famous honestly movies. honestly guys that's uh if you haven't joined our patreon yet you need to there's we start at three dollars a month that's less than things that cost more than three dollars a month um yeah but you should join and child support. honestly Q, I think child support. <laughs> it is <laughs> oh, that's a most people go for like that's less than a cup of coffee it's like that's less than the bail for your cousin's murder that's why it's hell q <laughs> but let's be honest start most adding, of our listeners have 37 kids we should start adding those at a certain tier you can send us movie props and we'll make videos with them yes we will recreate at, at the very least we will recreate famous scenes yeah from those movies all right that's on you the that's it. on the Patreon back burner, but guys, join so we can do that. Yes, um, please give us all anyway, of your money. I'm so we can. I'm give you so the happy that I'm so happy that I mean I know that you and I share a love for Jim Carrey, 
and the mask is just so top echelon for me. He, his performance is he carries that movie. He carries ninety five percent of that movie, and but just the the cartoon elements of it. It was sort of that perfect, and when I was growing up, you know, the age I was at when it came out, it was kind of that perfect blend of this is an adult-feeling movie, but it has cartoon elements, and so I'm I'm excited, you know? I, oh, I get, for sure. I get, it's risk. There are, like, risque parts, and it's a little risk- bit then, violent. A little bit? There's a muffler coming out of a dude's asshole. <laughs> that was the part that always a stuck to me violent. as a kid. I was like, what yeah, the it stuck fuck? in me. It stuck in me, too. Like actually, actually, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's my number four. I'm glad we were Man. able to share it at some point on the list. Yeah. All so, right. So, so what's your number three then, my friend? Segwaying into number three is I want to establish why it's number three first. It's not a, a, a quality of the movie issue, uh, but it is the mask importance issue. I just think it's ranked number three, but it's the Darth Vader helmet. Oh shit. So That's you know me. Three? That's wild. Okay, well, let me explain. That's why I wanted to give that disclaimer up front. You know me, Star Wars, it's going to be top tier. Darth Vader is one of my favorite movie villains, one of my sure. favorite movie characters. I, I love the, uh, the look of his whole suit. And that's kind of the ding against it is it's not just the mask. It's the whole suit. And that mask isn't central to the plot of the movie, it, sure. but it is central to the character design. And so it's three for me because it is so high on my love of love of movies sure. list. But I, the two that I have above this, I think are more iconic masks. Or that sure. their masks are more representative when you think of, like you say, oh, a movie mask. You wouldn't necessarily immediately go to Darth Vader. I, I get there pretty soon, but sure. not immediately. And sure. that's okay. why it's kind of in the middle of the pack. But man, I mean, there's, there's something so sleek and so cool about that Darth Vader mask. of the Dude, that's – it's awesome. It's, so, it's crazy. It's I mean that that iconic sound comes on and you automatically know who that is. Well, and I've been saying this for years, and maybe this is a reason that I don't like Revenge of the Sith as much as other people do. I mean, it's the the whole prequel trilogy, as you know, not a fan of. But the fact that that movie didn't end with it cutting to black and going is a crime against the Star Wars audience because the scene of him going. Is a crime against the Star Wars audience. Exactly. Like, the way that movie needed to end was Padme dies, all that stuff happened. Black screen. Then it cuts to Anakin being, like, worked on, and the black helmet comes down, blacks out the screen, cuts to black. It was like... And then that's it! And and then it's the circle. Yeah. Or whatever. Credits roll. And because that movie didn't end that way, I've always held it against it. I, I will agree because I, out, of, out of the th- prequel trilogy, the third one is the best. Yes, but that's not like giving it praise. It's, it's the best. <laughs> no, of the it is the best. Parts. And uh, one of the huge dings in that movie is that scene. Yeah. So it's just like in the like first the- movie, one of the huge dings for me is the yippee scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, what child jumps down off a counter and is like, yippee! <laughs> and just, like, 
strolls out of the frame. <laughs> a bad actor. Yeah, it's just, but no, what that says, to, because that, that was a child, right? This yeah. is a bad this director. Director, <laughs> like, that's true. At some point, the director should have been like, maybe we shouldn't have him hop down and say yippee. Yeah, like the six-year-old isn't going to be like, let me give you notes on the script, George. Like the director should be like, I really like, feel you know like what? my character is leading towards a yippee at this moment. So I really think we should explore that. Listen, the backstory I've given my character is that he's separated from his friends at school and he is a few years behind on their vernacular and slang. And, you know, in my reality, they were saying yippee about six months ago. And so now I uh, have this affinity for saying yippee. And, Even and George's like, fine, not- sure, this movie is going to be terrible. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving anyone notes. Who cares? It's all CG. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> you may not even be in this movie. And CG you. <laughs> Who knows? Um, 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 so I'm Anakin. I'm going to call you by your character's name because you're Anakin Skywalker. Um, Anakin, um, you know, could you, could you, could, could you give me a little bit more of a, a yippee? More of a, just a, just a joyful yippee. Yeah, that's what we're really going for here. That's what, on, on, that's on what actual human, human kids say. Uh, I know that that's a reference that children will get uh, immediately. Uh, I've can, watched It's it. a Wonderful Life a million times and I, Pretty and sure he says that. A, we can make your toy push button. It says yippee. <laughs> yippee. <laughs> yeah, his arms just go. You push his chest button and the arms go up and he just goes, yippee. <laughs> no pod racing. It's just Anakin Skywalker now with yippee action. <laughs> <laughs> yippee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yes, I think that's solid. I, I like it at number three. Um, but do you see why now it's like, I, oh man, I under- three feels bad, weird. I understand, definitely. I definitely Although it's probably like your number that. one or something. <laughs> it is definitely not my number one, I will tell you that. Okay. Foreshadowing. Um, my, number, my number three uh, is probably one that I, I, I don't know if you have it on your list. I don't think you do, but if you do, then I would love to like – vibe on this because this is coming in number three is my second entry into the horror market okay um and my number three is the hockey mask uh jason Voorhees. what i what i referenced earlier good choice it's that Um, is a strong contender and i will say i will i will say that it is my number three for a couple reasons one um because it for me is more iconic than the scream mask. Uh, it uh, is yeah, definitely, it is a mask that was introduced, uh, later in the game, um, which is yep. interesting. Um, the and first impressive because it has become so unanimous with unanimous with that character. Yes. Or synonymous. Synonymous. Yep. It's become so synonymous with that character, but it wasn't introduced until the third movie. And which, which quality-wise, people say after that isn't great. Oh, exactly. Um, I will say that it is one of those masks, and it's my number three because of something you touched on earlier, which is it took a mask that existed. Like, <laughs> yes. it was just a goalie mask. Like, it was just a hockey goalie mask. Like, that yeah. is, that's it. Um, it's not even that they like took it and like redesigned it or like put they, painted, they didn't give it like painted a devil face on it. <laughs> like it's literally something so simple 
but had like a red triangle on the top it changed what that mask meant in pop culture like forever like i watch like you said i'll watch a hockey game now no i don't that's a lie i don't watch hockey. But <laughs> if you'll i see watch, like an image pop up in your facebook feed <laughs> of a hockey game that someone else watched and you're like hey they're wearing a jason Voorhees mask <laughs> um and so for me that that speaks volumes about how intensely yeah. it has permeated the culture and literally it is permeated into movies like Christmas vacation. There is yeah. a scene where Chevy Chase puts on a hockey mask, and the whole point is suddenly the movie shot is shot like a horror film. Right. And he's holding the chainsaw. Just by putting on this mask, you instantly connect that to Jason Voorhees. Yeah. There are episodes of uh Tiny Toon Adventures that I can remember. Yep. Where a cartoon will just put on a hockey mask and suddenly it's like a horror. Like they don't have to do anything else other than slide this mask down. And instantly you're like, Oh, Jason, he's going to kill some people. Right. Like, like it is so intensely ingrained in pop culture that I feel like it holds. I know. And I know we've talked and I have a feeling I know what you're, your monster mask that you chose or your horror movie mask is um so i'm gonna go ahead and speak as if i already <laughs> know what your choice is please uh, do that's why i think this one outranks that one because while that <laughs> while that mask which you will will reveal after we hear <laughs> from our yes i will by the way because you're, after, you're correct after we hear from our amazing sponsors um this mask to me is more recognizable. It's more ingrained in pop culture. It's more like it, like I said, it's something that is an everyday object that has completely lost its meaning other than yep. what this is, uh, what this movie represents. So for me, that's a big reason. Also, like I said, I watched Jason Takes Manhattan and that yeah. just redefined mask acting for me. Um, the performance. Well, given- and then, I mean, Kane Hodder is is the only reason I know the name Kane Hodder is because he played Jason Voorhees so many times. Exactly, and that's one of the guys that I was talking about that um, mm. is synonymous with mask acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's also he- in See No Evil or whatever that movie is called. Um, he's in a handful of where he's behind a mask as a hulking beast. Exactly. Of a dude. He's also. He's one of the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and oh, for leather faces. Um, the thing is, the the reason they keep putting him behind a mask, he's just a super teddy bear of a dude. I've I met him. I got to meet Kane Hodder at uh, uh, a tattoo jealous. tattoo and horror convention in Nashville some years back, and he is a insanely like nice teddy bear. I'm so of jealous a guy. of that. I'm so jealous of you in that interaction. Um, but he, he is one of those actors. He is an actor that you put a mask on him and he just transforms into a a monster, a a formidable foe, you know, but anyway, to get back to the, to the Jason Voorhees mask, that's why it's securely at my number three. I almost put it higher, but the two that are above it, I just couldn't bring myself to knock them down curious what your two and one are because i i can guess one of them i know i can guess one of them and i i can guess one of yours and i part of me 
hopes that it's not your number one <laughs> because I hope we can share a number one. Maybe I don't. My, here, here's the thing. My number two is going to surprise and delight you. Okay. I'll perfect. just leave it at that. All right. Great. Perfect. All right. So with that, I think we should hear from some sponsors. seen the blind spot you've seen the x factor you've probably seen some other shows that i could name but you've never seen badass barista the grande escape it's better than a tall it's more grande than a small but don't you dare call it a medium motherfucker because it's badass it's grande it'll serve you shit till your brain explodes it's like a prison movie but about coffee yeah and when someone walks in to place an order, that barista smacks him in the face. Because that barista is played by Terry Crews. <laughs> his, pan, his pinks dance until you don't want coffee anymore. Terry Crews, arrested on an unrelated coffee charge. Have you ever been so carbonated and caffeinated and also other natives that you can't even think straight? Wrongly imprisoned for 45 years. Coming out in 2019. <laughs> Cut the whistles, fizzies. <laughs> now, many of you out there at the Home Shopping Network may have heard about this next, next product, but to really experience it, You've got to come on down to our studio. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about drinks. We buy your used beverages. You've got a Sprite that you didn't finish? Send it on down to drinks. you got a Coke that's not all the way done? Someone else will take it. You've got a root beer that's more root than beer? Give it to somebody else. you got a Gatorade with extra backwash? Somebody would love to wash in that. Drinks. Come on down. We buy your All right, and All we're right. back. Hey, um, not a single mask like, worn by a sponsor. Not a single mask not, not worn one. by a sponsor. Um, but eight masks were harmed in the filming of the commercials, which was That's a weird true. statistic that I, I don't know why I know. Um, but speaking on an advertiser's type level, let's also not forget to mention our Benevolent Overlords Project Nerd and their merch store. Uh, a lot oh, of proceeds yeah. go into great causes. So we need to get people to the Project Hyphen Nerd merch store go to their website go to their merch store buy hats buy shirts buy skateboards and then, and then tweeted them that you want to see some high five merch in their store yeah because we want that and also join our patreon that's all i'll say about yes that. yep um, so check out project hyphen nerd tell them you want our merch but in the meantime buy some of their merch buy their it merch. goes it goes to amazing causes and then also join our patreon just because just cause we're awesome and when you get more stuff, you get a lot more stuff like old video archives and extra Jinxies episodes and extra spoiled rottens. And I'm working on the jingle for the, the Patreon, but that was nice. Oh. I liked it. I, I think it would have sounded better if you wore a werewolf mask and were nude. It, that, just, it always does. Just personally. Um, I will say that this as as just an extra incentive this episode that you're listening to right now you get to see about i don't know 
10 to 15 minutes more content that was not in this episode on the yeah. Patreon. You get to watch the video. The scenes stuff. You get to see me eat breakfast foods. You get <laughs> so appealing. <laughs> but it seriously, so go check it out because you will not yeah. be saddened. All right, so masks. All right. Back to the masks. All right, my number two is going to surprise and delight you because Ooh. it's going to surprise you because you're uh, – it's going to delight you because you'll know what my number one is. Yes! Uh, um, so my number two is, as huh? you mentioned, huh? in, is my one from the horror genre. So okay. the horror genre is so expansive. You've got, like we've mentioned, the scream mask, which I had to eliminate, killed me to do. You got your leather faces. And it's a, a mask made of other people's skin. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> Pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty great. But my number one, I think, is, is what I think of when I think of horror masks. I think it's iconic. It is, it's simple. Um, but it is one that, to your point, sort of redefined what an icon around a horror mask could be. Because sure. my number two is the Jason Voorhees hockey mask. Is it really? You thought I was going to say Michael Myers, didn't you? I did. I so totally <laughs> thought that you were going to say the Michael Myers mask. Oh, Got God. You. I was so prepared. You really did. I'm gonna, this is a plot twist I did not see coming. Yeah. Much like that mask I, when that franchise began. <laughs> exactly and honestly i debated i went back and forth because of like well it's not in the first two movies and those are the ones that are really like man the michael myers mask and, and just for credit where credit's due the michael myers mask is iconic it was a struggle for me between those two because of i think all the reasons you expected me to put it at my number two sure. but the the simpleness of just taking a william shatner mask and painting it white not even having a, a name for the character just known as the shape where the mask is pretty much the only identifiable, identifiable thing about him. All those reasons I wanted to put the Michaels Myers mask on there. But for the reasons that you said about Jason, the fact that it took a mask that already existed and re and made it an icon for something else for the fact that it is literally the first thing I think of when people say scary movie mask. I think of, and specifically, I think of the mask from Jason Goes to Hell, where his skin is kind of like grown oh, over like it. Like over it? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, I think of that one. Um, but yeah, there, and the mask has been essential to some of those movies as well, because I think in uh, Chapter 5, New Blood or whatever, it's not even Jason Voorhees, spoiler alert. It's some other kid wearing, wearing. a mask. And so – Again, for all of those reasons, I agree with you, but I did save this little tidbit so we could talk about something. Did you see the Stephen King news about Jason Voorhees? That he wanted to write a story from the perspective of Jason Voorhees? Kind of. What he, not that he wanted to, but he said he's always thought it would be cool, and he thinks there's a story in there of telling the story from Jason's perspective of someone being reincarnated and murdered over and over and over again in this summer camp. And like that him would becoming be like, in, like increasingly crazier. But I guess my, my thought is, is like, so is it told like he is, you're not trying to like uh, make him an anti-hero, right? Like he's still a full-blooded, like, but I mean, I think if he, you yeah. were to do it, like, I guess that's oh, what I'm yeah. asking. Like, I wouldn't want him to be made into a sympathetic character. I know no, he kind I don't of think is because he was to. like a drowned child. I know that whole like concept sure. already kind of makes him a sad character, which by the way, let's just 
I'm going to throw this out there because it was one of the biggest questions that Haley and I had while watching Jason mm-hmm. Takes Manhattan amongst a myriad of other questions. Oh, so many questions. Um, every time you see Ghost Jason, he is a little boy. Yeah. Yet he is a full-blown man every right. single time he's running from these right. people. Why? <laughs> okay. So here, let me explain. The reason is because it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, it's just they didn't give a fuck. They thought it'd be creepier if he was a ghost kid. And then they went. <laughs> and it was Haley popped in just to remind me. She's off camera. Patreon subscribers, I'm sorry, you can't see Haley. <laughs> but I assure you she was right over there where I'm pointing. Um so uh she did remind me, and at one point in Jason Takes Manhattan, for some reason, he is a small Asian child. <laughs> uh, Don't know that why. Doesn't, that doesn't Don't surprise me. Um, Don't know why. Yeah. Don't know why. Um, doesn't matter. But that's something that kept popping up that I was like, wait, he died as a child. And when they show him as a ghost, he is a child. Yet the person who is chasing you is clearly a seven-foot-tall heaping hulk of a man. You want me to let me tell you if I were a story writer that were given the task of filling in that plot hole, here's what I would say. The boy, the ghost, is the actual soul of Jason Voorhees when he died. And his body is a hulking vehicle for an evil entity or demon or whatever was put into that body and kept alive by hate and revenge. So that's why he can't be killed is because he's already dead is he is just driven by hate and revenge and he is this is just like his his golem body like essentially right right? so his his soul in form yeah so the the jason boy the little boy is his actual soul that stopped aging when it when his body was killed sure okay all right maybe it's haunting his evil self but that is also a perfect segue into the fact that this the mask didn't even exist in the first movie (laughs) No, it didn't because Jason Voorhees didn't really exist as the killer in the first movie either. And in the second movie, when he was the killer, he used a burlap sack with one hole in it. Exactly. So the fact that this didn't come in to play until part three, which is another reason for me that it, as opposed to a a ding against its quality, it sort of knocks it up a peg to say, man, you became iconic and didn't even come in until the third movie. Right, which is which is mind blowing, absolutely yeah. mind blowing. I love that it's your number two, so, and oh boy, that makes me so excited for number one because I'm gonna see? guess that we have the same one. It surprised and delighted you. It did. Can we, on the count of three, can we? Wait, say, wait, you haven't given me your number two. Oh, that's right. Shit, I'm just so excited. I forgot. I'm like, but skip we can, all we the can, rest. Well, Jinx is on one because I feel like we share it. All right, so my number two. Uh, is something, once again, you're very familiar with. My number two is the Darth Vader mask from Star Wars. Sweet, sweet. Okay, uh, so we just kind of flipped our... We did, and it is, an, it is a notch higher, and I'll explain why. Um, just like the Jason Voorhees mask, it is something that has permeated pop culture. I think of I agree movies like, like Spaceballs, right. where they didn't even have to do the full face mask, but they did the giant helmet that was the shape yeah. of the Darth Vader mask. 
and it and it's instantly recognizable like you you put that anywhere and you instantly recognize yeah. it as that thing um, and it could be a, just even the silhouette of that mask represents the entire you know, star wars franchise i mean the the last three movies the most recent three star wars movies were predicated on just seeing a smashed melted version <laughs> of the mask but That's it still true. held so much gravitas and weight yeah. that when you saw a, a character like Kylo Ren talking to this mask, yeah. it, it still felt like that character. It still was powerful as just a melted yeah. piece of plastic. You know what I mean? Um, That's a good point. So that spoke a lot to me. On top of the fact that even you go to a character like Kylo Ren and his mask is clearly a riff on the Darth yeah. Vader mask. So not only did it was it its own iconic mask, but it had an offspring of a another right. iconic mask that is just a mirror like a a, yeah. a, a funhouse mirror version of the original. So the fact that it not only spawned another one, yeah. that that's kind of for me Man, those are what what moves it up i i agree i agree with all of that and i think for me it was just the yeah i, I and that is a man it makes me question my rankings but honestly i keep coming back to a mask and horror represents the franchise and the genre of horror oh. more than a star wars mask embodies a sci-fi but it does I a, i'll agree but I, so far, the Darth Vader mask for me, like I said with the Kylo Ren yeah. mask, is the only one that you can alter and it still looks as badass because yeah. they tried to do that with Jason X where they made it a metal like and it didn't look mask, quite as good. And it no. looks pretty lame. Pretty terrible. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, oh, so man. that's my number two. All right, so let's get number two out of here. I'm ready. I'm ready. My body is ready. All right, so is our number one. We're going to do a countdown on the count of three. We're going to say three, and then we're going to say what it is. You ready? Yeah. One, One. two, three. The Batman The Batman cowl. cowl. Yeah! Yes! Woo! Would you, want to do a, would you want to do a Jinxies on Batman 89 for that? Yes, definitely. 100% absolutely. Yes. Join, join our Patreon, uh, $5 tier. You get all the Jinxies episodes. So every time we share a number one, we record a full episode on that movie, and you get access to it. So prepare yourself. Forthcoming, there shall oh, be Batman, a Batman 89, 89 Jinxies. Oh. Okay, Dude. so Q, I know you're the Batman, Batman man of the two oh, of us. You God. know I love him, and, I, and I'm here, but tell me why he's your number one so I can agree with you. The Bat Cowl is, to me, one of the most iconic masks in any <laughs> oh the patreon subscribers are getting some exclusive content um you get to see the pop finals i, <laughs> uh, I batman pop final the bat the bat cowl i can't believe you just told everyone that even the non-paying free listeners uh those freeloaders that's what we're going to call you now. Freeloaders. Well, because they load our episode on their app and it's for free. It's so we free. In the lovingest way possible, they're freeloaders. You dicks. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, no, the back howl, man. It is not only one of the most recognizable masks in, in film, but in any medium. Like, Agreed. In, in any medium at all. Video games. 
TV shows, comic books, like artwork, you see that mask and all it is is just a cowl. It's a, it's a half mask. It's a nose up covering the top of the head. And, 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 and you want to you wanna, yeah, let me add something to it. Uh, you remember when you lived in Nashville? There's yes. a building downtown that just has two yes. pointy spikes on it. And what does everybody call it? The Batman building. Just because it has two spikes on it that look like a Batman cowl. And it honestly doesn't even look like a it Batman doesn't. head. It's literally just a tall, skinny building with two, like, spires. But at 100% of people in Nashville call it the Batman building. 100% of people outside of Nashville call it the Batman building. I saw, I remember seeing a BuzzFeed article, like, trending that was like, people were in talks of renaming it the Batman building or something. Yeah, there, was a, there was an online petition about it. That's what Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous but that but yeah. that mask is so iconic that and talk about spawning different iterations of it that mask has been redone countless times and is yeah. still as iconic each time like, well and it's to your point like with the jason mask you know if you if you go too far outside the realm and get like mechanical it doesn't fit but you can still have it in batman v superman where ben affleck's wearing a mechanical cowl and it still looks right it still looks fine and that again is just the the simple design of the pointed cowl and the black and the eyes if you have the the points and the eyes and it's black then it's batman and it's well, and that's what's un, even crazier un, unarguably batman to add to that you can even take the black factor out of it because let's be honest the the, the blue uh, yeah a lot yeah. of more blue the adam west cowl is blue yeah, uh, the comic books were often a lighter color. They were blue for yeah. a long time, and then they became black. But you got you your grays. You got your gray suit. Yeah, you've got a a snow bat suit that's white. Like you literally, it it's just it's this true. shape. It's the it's one of the most iconic shapes, and um, you've had a a plethora of people that have played Batman in the movies. And it's always uh, a similar iteration of the cowl. I will yeah. say the, this, the, uh, the new Pattinson Batman is the first time that we've really seen a redesign mm -hmm. of the Batman cowl in film. Like since the Burton came out. Like obviously we've seen different versions, but they've all been very right. similar. They've all had that kind of cast rubber yep. look. Even even the Christian Bale one still had like a molded, like yeah. kind of plasticized look to it. But the Pattinson one almost looks to be made out of like leather that's stitched it, together. Yeah. Like, and so I will say I am pretty excited about that. Uh, the new costume design is is pretty interesting. I don't I don't know it, how it's gonna look on film, but we'll see. Hopefully everything in that movie looks good on film. But I mean, like the idea, if people had been paying attention, I think they would have guessed that this was going to be our number one because not yeah. too long ago we did an entire episode on the different bat suits yes. and how much we love them. And so, yes. but I mean, every everything that you just said is that you can see it and you can recognize it. Not only that, is anything with like two points on it is referenced as a Batman something. It's to your it, it it's extended even outside of the world of pop culture. It's just a life. Thing. normalism <laughs> right and you know and and you and i obviously are both big fans of batman so we're a bit biased in the regard but i would even say you could show the image to people who aren't fans like you know my parents or my mom 
my dad is, but my dad's a fan. My mom's not. And, or cousins who or people like in other countries who just may not have that association and they'll still know what it is. And that to me is just the staying power of a good mask. And that is why it was my number one. I think for the same reasons. And I don't know when you think, man, what is the best movie masks? I always come back to that one. Like I debated, you know, there's like the fan of the opera mask, which is fun, you know, but it's iconic, but it's not a movie mask, I guess, you know? Sure. And Batman is just so, so many other places. It's just so big. I don't know. It's, it was, it was, it's too big to fail, man. It's too big to not be on the list. Uh, So I love that, man. I think that's amazing. I think that we have, uh, covered a bunch of amazing um masks over the course of this conversation we've had some disagreements we've come back together again but i will say that there's really only one thing that can ever glue us back together after those lists and that? that is a game i want to play a game Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Games worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. All right, Jay. So you, to- you, told me and you told me before the recording began what this game is going to be, and I can say that it is so apropos with with the un- unveiling of our number one shared bat cowl uh why don't you lay it on the listeners what is the game the devious game you've devised so our game today is called ask bang yes. in honor of batman winning the the top spot we are going with more masks from the batman universe and as everybody knows bane is a regular listener and contributor to this show and so he has agreed to come and be our guest for the game. And it's a game show, essentially, where we have a, a guest round of panelists. Um, and then they ask Bane questions. And he either knows the answer to the questions or he doesn't. Uh, and then we go from there. So, yeah, Q, love- you are going to be the round of panelists. And, and I'm going to get Bane in here. Uh, you know, Bane? Yeah, come on, come on up. The Patreon viewers love this. <laughs> I'm here now. I'm vain. It's a, it's shocking. I, I just watched Jay transform into Bane before my eyes. I'm blown away. You say your eyes. I say my eyes. <laughs> I love this. Is it, I, if this is any indication of how these questions are going to go, Bane, we're going to have a lot of fun. I think we are going to have fun, people. Or as always asking me, Bane, what do you know about things? And I say I know quite a lot. <laughs> oh, God. The this end. is so good. The, the end. Great. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to start off with, uh, with a, just a question, just a straight up a current hot topic. Um, and seeing that you are a person who is forced to wear a mask, I mean, yeah, really, uh, what are your current thoughts on uh, the coronavirus's need to wear a mask in public to protect other people. What are, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? What sort of recommendation do you have for those struggling with the idea of wearing a mask? Uh, as someone who has to wear a mask all the time or I die, I would say you're complaining about, I am so uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. 
Oh, you just adopted the uncomfortableness. I was born into it. I've been wearing this mask my entire life. It's public courtesy. And maybe you should ask yourself, why don't I wear a mask while Vane throws me out of a plane? That's the end. The end. Could you, thanks, Bane. I'm going to need you to end each answer with the end, just so I know. I don't want to interrupt you, because honestly, you kind of scare me, and I don't, wanna, I don't want you to feel the need to smash me or anything Bane-related. I don't want to be broken today. So. That is fair request. Uh, so question number two is a little, little more lighthearted. Uh, I will say trying to watch you drink a drink while wearing your mask is fascinating <laughs> it's very difficult for Ben to enjoy soda <laughs> um i will say okay so for question number two something a little more lighthearted, a little more uh on topic of things that you are familiar hmm. with um if if you had to choose a campaign slogan for bruce wayne to run for mayor in gotham what would that slogan be Oh, good question. Bruce, he'll break his back to make Gotham better. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, Bane. Uh, a little, I'm getting a into li politics and marketing as a side hustle. <laughs> oh, Bane PR. I like that. No Bane branding. Oh, Bane brand. <laughs> You'll get scarred with our marketing? We'll break our back to give you <laughs> So it turns out, okay, got it. I, I'm very into that. All right, so I'm going to bring us to our third and final question. And yes, I, 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 I've only got a limited time. For, for now, uh, I will say maybe the most important question. Mm. Bat nipples or bat codpiece? Elaborate. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bane. I really appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Have a good, have a good <laughs> day. I've got to go into my evil plans. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, Jay, are you back? Hi. Jay? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm here. Bye, Bane. Thank you for... Uh, All right. Hey, hey be, be careful as he's Ooh. leaving. I heard uh, Bane is a bit of kleptomaniac. He may try and take your Batman pop figure. So <laughs> he's gonna. He's, he steals. Bane steals. He's, Bane a, steals. he's a real thief. Uh, that was great. That was fun. I appreciate oh. you arranging that interview time. Um, I'm sure the listeners enjoyed that. We talked about some very heavy things. We talked about some very fun things. I love that uh, game. We should bring it back. Agreed. Bring Bane's back. Break Bane's back. <laughs> We'll break our back to. That's like the only tag. That's the only slogan they can come up with. Yeah, I love that. I like that. Like weird little aside. Uh, all right. So now the game's over. It is time to make our mecha list. I feel mecha healed list. by that game. I'm sure I do as well. By that game. Uh, so real quick, let's run down our choices individually, and then we will right. mush mush our list together. All right, well, here, here's, uh, here's my list. Number five was the Loki mask from The Mask. Uh, number four was the Guy Fawkes mask from V for Vendetta. 
Number three, the Darth Vader helmet from Star Wars. Number two is the hockey mask from any of the Jason movies that didn't have hockey outside of Jason X. And then my number one is the Batman cowl. Solid, solid list. All right. Uh, so my number five is going to be the Scream mask. Uh, my number four is going to be, as I referred to it on my notes, the mask mask. In parentheses, <laughs> Loki mask. Uh, I like it. My number three was uh, the hockey mask that Jason Voorhees wears. My number two is the Darth Vader helmet. And my number one is none other than the bat cowl. Here's, here's what I'm going to propose. Okay. I'm actually, let me propose to you a top five joint list. Okay. So number one, obviously, is going to be the Batman cowl. For sure. Yeah, no question. I'm going to no, say. No doubt. I'm going to say uh, Star Wars Darth Vader helmet should be number two. Because okay. I know horror genre isn't as high on your list as it is on mine. And that's essentially why it was number two for me. And we, oh, both, sure. share a love okay. of, we both share a love of Star Wars equally. Sure. Um, so I think number two there. Okay. Number, th- number three, Jason Mask. Because it was where you were and mine was a bit higher. Sure. Number four is the Loki Mask because we shared the Mask Mask. And then I'm going to say Guy Fox Mask. Guy Fox Mask is number five. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Actually. I think the guy Fox mask being on there, like I said, because we, we, uh, we touched on it earlier. The fact that it's gone beyond just V for vendetta. It was adopted by anonymous. Then it's been parodied and used in, um, in, uh, Oh shit. What was the show we were just talking about? Oh, Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm on board with that. I think that that is a solid top five definitive movie mask list. Boom. I love it. I think we nailed it. Audience, you're welcome. You got, you got your definitive list now. And remember, as always, go check out Project-Nerd on their website. You can find our podcast there. You can find other great podcasts there. You can read some amazing pop culture articles. You yep. can buy sweet merch that gives to some really great causes. Um, right. Then – Go to our Patreon, subscribe to our Patreon. Any tier will do. Um, you'll get great. And then also find us content. on, yeah, exclusive content. Find us on socials because we're going to have discussion groups there um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Instagram. That's, that's the other one that, that we use. So stay tuned, guys. A lot of stuff coming. Subscribe, stick with us. It's only going to get bigger and better from here. Now I'm going to put my two masks back on. As we rehearse. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? 
or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen selective fatigue syndrome maybe see you next week and that's a wrap everybody cut casper that's a wrap cut printed what happens in the next reel cut Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.